Welcome back to the Wealthy Women Show. Y'all, I just got off the phone. I was kicking with Lena Lore for like an hour and a half. And I was supposed to be recording, so I probably could have... I'm batching episodes today, so <laughs> I probably could have recorded all, all the episodes I was going to record um, already, but here we are. So hopefully I can make it through these episodes without my brain being worn out or without me um, going on too many tangents, because when I get tired mentally or fatigued, it's like... All bets are off. After I talk for a long time, uh, my mouth be getting tired. I just be tired of talking. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll see how I do on this episode. Um, and I already recorded like an hour episode before this. So I've been talking for almost three hours now. And I just, I just can't. Woo Chile. Um, anyway, no, but it was fun. The conversation we were having was good. So it's not that deep. But today we're talking about the truth. or We're, we're discussing the truth about healing. I, okay, I'm just going to say it. I was one of those annoying people for like the last year and a half. Well, honestly, like the last six months, I really wasn't. I have not been on my healing girl journey. Okay, I'm over it. (laughs) You'll understand what I mean by that in a minute. There's nothing wrong with being on your healing journey. But I started my healing journey at the beginning of 2021, like my true healing. I've always been big on self-improvement, but last year was just like the drama, okay? The dramatics of healing. And I was very annoying. Um, I'm sure I was getting on everyone's nerves constantly, but I was like trying to force everyone else to heal around me because it was like, I was on this thing where it's, and I'm sure if you've been on your healing journey, you know what I'm talking about. When you start healing, you start noticing how everyone else around you is not healed, and it starts giving you the ick. And it's like, ew, y'all, y'all need to heal, right? And, <laughs> and honestly, I'm here to tell you, if you're that person, get over yourself, okay? So <laughs> my therapist told me something about a month ago that completely changed. It just rocked my world, okay? I'm a perfectionist and I'm somebody that one of my core wounds is rejection. And I, what I like to do or what I've done my whole life is try to be perfect or try to be whatever I thought people wanted me to be in order to, if you hear chewing, that's trouble. But I tried to be perfect in order to um, make people want to stay around or make people want me or love me or whatever, you know, all the things. So even me healing, I didn't think of it like that at the time. But now in hindsight, I know that me healing was because there, you know, I told the story before about all the stuff that happened to me at the end of 2021. And all of that triggered my rejection uh, wound because it was like a bunch of rejection back to back. Like I had to let go of my team and they all in turn, were so mad at me, so mad. And they basically, like at this whole time, the whole time I had employed them, they said I was the best boss ever. And then now all of a sudden the story was changing into I'm the worst boss ever. And that triggered me to no end. And they questioned my character over and over. My character was being questioned and oh, I thought that was the end of the world. I was just like, oh my gosh, how could they? 
Like, oh my God. And mind you now, it's just like, I now I'm like, okay, you're hurt. I get it. Like not to discredit their feelings, but it's like when people are hurt, they just react and because they were triggered or whatever, you know, so their reactions were very interesting based on what they were experiencing inside. It ha It's not necessarily a reflection of me, even their thoughts or whatever, just because somebody thinks something or has a certain perception of something, even if they're experiencing the same, they're in the same situation as you, it doesn't make it true. How they perceived it does not, is not facts. Perception is not a fact, okay? It's your perception. So anyway, that triggered me. Then my business partner, I, as I was breaking things off with him, he started blaming me for all of the things that were going wrong in the business which now in hindsight, I'm like, that wasn't all my fault. Um, even at that time, I knew it wasn't my fault, but that was very triggering because he acted as if he was my savior. Basically, he like, he pulled what I call the white savior card and he was just like, I handed you this. Da, 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 da. And that was very hurtful because I was like, so basically you're telling me that you, cause mind you, I'm the one that brought up, let's not do this anymore, right? And so then he flipped it. He got mad because I said that. And he flips it and turns it into, well, I handed you this business and um, it's all your fault anyway that all this stuff is happening. And I'm like, is it? Is it? Um, <laughs> and so I'm like, are you sure about that one? And so when that happened, I was just like, okay, he's saying this. Now they're saying this. And then... Right after that, I started having issues with the person that I was with at, the, at that time. And I was like, okay, all these things back to back, maybe something is wrong with me. So I start healing, right? I go on this healing journey. So I'm like, maybe, maybe I am the problem. Because that's what they always say. If everything's going wrong in your life, whatever, you're the problem, right? So I said, cool, I'm the problem. Let me fix it. So I start fixing it, and I, get, I become obsessed with fixing myself. And it was just like... I was sitting here obsessing all the time over like fixing myself. Are people well? Am I well? And I, I, <laughs> I started saying that as a joke because the women on, um, what is that podcast called? The Around the Way Curls podcast. They always say that. They're like, I am not well. And <laughs> so I started saying that as a joke. Cause I was just, I just like to be dramatic. Um, but then I really like would measure that. I would be like, are they well? They are not well. I am not well. Like, it was just like a whole thing. And it's just like, girl, shut up. But yeah, I was just walking around trying to like constantly become perfect or become better. And it was like, I just didn't want to give people a reason to not want to be around me or not. Or I wanted it to be one of those things where it's like, if you decide not to be around me, you just look so dumb because I'm so amazing. You know what I mean? Like, you're the problem. <laughs> I just didn't want to be the problem anymore, you know? So anyway, fast forward to now. I am now at a place where I'm realizing that healing is not what I thought it was. And back to what my therapist said. My therapist said to me last month, she was like, the purpose of healing is not to fix yourself or be perfect. The purpose of healing is to find ways to improve and cope with your flaws. And that rocked me. It rocked me because I said, girl, you could have told me this last year because I started working with her at when I said when I started my healing journey, excuse me, I started working with her. 
I reached out to her in December of 2021. And since then, I've been working with her. So for the last year and a half, <laughs> I've been working with this woman. She never said this. Mind you, I don't think she understood or she realized how, like when you have a session with your therapist, I had two sessions each month for an hour, okay? Two hours a month is not, they can't pick up on every little thing, right? They can pick up on a good amount of things, but not every little thing. So she probably just didn't understand the gravity of certain things or the way I was thinking on certain topics. And I don't think she realized that I was trying to obsessively heal myself. And mind you, lately, I just didn't have the energy to. I was just kind of over it. And I was just like, not that I'm over healing. Like, yeah, I want to be a better person. But I just started realizing, like, I'm a, at the end of the day, I'm going to fall short. I just started realizing that. I was just like... I just can't. I don't have the capacity to be perfect, and that's okay. And if you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't, and that's okay. So then when she said this, I said, girl, you better shut up. You better shut up because this is what I needed to hear <laughs> a year and a half ago. Because <laughs> all this time, I've been trying to fix myself, and I didn't – not that you don't need to. And this is the thing. I don't want to anyone to mistake what I'm saying. Don't be raggedy. There are things you need to work on. There are things you need to improve on. Like you can't just go through life operating as a wounded, hurt, traumatized person. That's just not, that's not okay because you traumatize everybody else. But what I'm saying is you have to let go of the idea that you're going to be perfect or completely heal because there's always going to be something new that happens for you to heal from or there's just always going to be things that are going to put you in a place of you might you know like it could trigger you or you could just not always handle situations the best or whatever like you just have to understand that you're human at the end of the day and you're not going to be perfect you're not going to fully heal and all these things like it's it's not about being perfect it's about understanding how to move through life better in spite of your traumas and your pain and all the things you've experienced but also how to cope with those things. So like, and I think the the reason she was bringing it up to me is because she was diagnosing me with ADHD. And <laughs> that was another thing. That was another thing that was super hard for me. And honestly, I did not plan on talking about this on the show. I didn't really plan on talking about it at all. And it was hard for me because... I, okay, so context, my best friend has ADHD and my ex had ADHD. My dad has ADHD. And so I know a lot of people with ADHD, but I did not realize that the symptoms can look different in women. My best friend went, honestly, there are certain moments where I noticed her ADHD or I did before. But there are plenty of moments where I didn't realize that what she was doing was a result of her ADHD because I wasn't fully aware of the symptoms. And I feel like a lot of people, now as somebody that's been diagnosed, I'll, I'll, I can fully understand it now. Uh, but for those that don't understand, ADHD is considered a disability. And when I found out and I learned the symptoms in more detail, it really rocked me because I was like, why did no one, there was one person in my life specifically that knew, she knew I had it. 
and she didn't say anything. And I, I totally understand why she didn't say anything. Like, I totally understand it. Because one, when you bring that up to somebody and you like, oh, you probably have this, like, people get offended, right? Um, I don't think I would have gotten offended because I know her and she actually has the right to say that because she has the degree to say that. Um, and I feel like we're comfortable enough to where she could say something like that. But I understand why she didn't say it for other reasons. But I really wish she had or I really wish that my therapist would have noticed sooner or somebody, right? Because I feel like everything that I've been struggling with over the last few years uh, with adulting and just life stuff, all of my struggles specifically go back to this. And so what I think my therapist had to say this to me because she was like letting me know that like, because that's what really bothered me, those two things. When, when she told me the diagnosis, it bothered me because I realized I've been struggling all this time. And if I had known sooner, I probably wouldn't have experienced half of the things, if not more of the stuff that I was experiencing or struggling with over the last couple of years. I could have prevented so many things, right? Even, even stuff down to my business and the way that things happened and the way that things ended and all of that, a lot of the details of those stories and how it all happened, it goes back to my ADHD, which is so frustrating. Um, even with my relationship, the things that used to frustrate him, goes back to my ADHD and he could not, he didn't know I had ADHD. Uh, and even, even me learning about it now, I understand him better now. Um, totally understand him better now and some of the stuff he used to do. And I'm like, I wish he had taken the time to educate me on that so that I could understand it better. Even my best friend, I wish she had taken the time to educate me better on what she's struggling with or what it's like to have ADHD so that I could like make more space for her. Oh God, I didn't like want to get emotional. This was, this is not how this was supposed to go. But, um, <laughs> here I am on a tangent. Um, but I now understand why people don't do that because when I got diagnosed, one of the first things I wanted to do was explain the symptoms to my family because a lot of the things that frustrate them about me go back to this and for so long it was like they would say they were frustrated about certain things and I just didn't know how to like just do it like just do the stuff that they wanted me to do I just I just couldn't it's like I totally get what you're saying I totally want to do that but I just I can't for some reason I just can't <laughs> so, <laughs> And then it results in them thinking, I don't care about them, I don't love them, or I can't do X, Y, and Z, I'm not a good daughter, whatever they think, this sister, whatever. I'm just not that, right? That's what it results to in their head. And so now I finally have a way of explaining all of this, and I felt like immediately no one really wanted to hear it or no one cared. And then later, I felt like, it was being weaponized. It was like the moment I explained that now it's like every time they bring something up, it's like, well, you know, you struggle with this, this and this. So duh, duh, duh. and so now I understand why no one wanted to educate me on what they were going through, like all the people I know that have ADHD. Now I know why they didn't want to actually uh, <laughs> educate me, because oftentimes that's what happens. The person will weaponize the, the symptoms against you. 
and they don't realize they're doing it and they think that they're justified in what they're saying but they don't understand how that feels on the other end because like I said it's a disability so it's like as much as I hear what you're saying and I understand what you're saying it hurts because it's like it's not something I can control but I also don't need you to throw it in my face that I can't do whatever it is you're saying so I think out of habit you get into a habit of trying to mask it which is exhausting and I've been doing that my whole life which I didn't even realize but apparently that's what I've been doing you try to mask it you try to um try to make sure that you're not doing things that bother people well that's masking and you don't want to fully explain it because you're like if I fully explain it then they're going to weaponize it or they're going to be annoyed by me even talking about it because they don't want to hear about it. They don't care. Like, there's just so many things. So, um, anyway, when she told me that, it helped me so much because I realized with this specifically, after all this work I've been doing, <laughs> this was something that came up. It was like, I can't fix this. Um, I can't change it as much as I want to or would want to do something about it. It's like all I can do is cope. All I can do is find ways to cope and try to find ways to cut down on my symptoms being active all the time. But like it's not going away. It's always going to be here. And I was like, okay. Um, and also too, just for anyone that doesn't really understand ADHD or you're like, even the people, you know, maybe that have it, you don't really understand it or whatever. There are different types of ADHD. So keep that in mind. If you know somebody and you're like just dismissing them because they don't look like what a typical person quote unquote with ADHD looks like, whatever that is. People think it's like you're hyper and you can't focus all the time, but um, that's not quite what it is. <laughs> it's, it's a lot more than that. So anyway, so I said all that to say, um, that's the first thing I want you to keep in mind when it comes to healing is realizing like you stop, stop trying to fix yourself. It's not about fixing yourself, find ways to cope and be, and just be better as much as you can, but you're not trying to fix yourself. You need to accept yourself. That's the point of this. Healing is accepting yourself. It's radical self-acceptance. It's like understanding that like, hey, I'm a mess. <laughs> and I'm going to try my best to do better. But ultimately, all of the things that happen to me are not my fault. All of the things that I've experienced are not my fault. And I'm doing the best I can. And as long as I'm doing the best I can, that's what matters. And sometimes where you're at at that moment, the best you can is still real raggedy. <laughs> it still might hurt some people. It still might cause chaos. But that's not a reason for someone to not love you. It's not a reason for you to not have the things that you want. It's not a reason for someone to reject you. That None of that's a valid reason. So it's like, ultimately... And ultimately, how people treat you because of those things is not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. So even with my diagnosis, it's like people being dismissive of me, people weaponizing the stuff that I'm saying, um, 
even like, for instance, like I mentioned, my dad, he's not, I mean, he has ADHD, but he actually won't, he's been diagnosed. Like all the people I listed all have all been diagnosed by a professional. Um, and he does not accept his diagnosis. So you would think, okay, you have this person to talk to. <laughs> they, no, I don't because they don't even accept it. So it's like shame. It's like all these different things going on, you know? Um, and it's just really hard to navigate it all. But ultimately, it's just like anything else that someone's struggling with. It's like you ultimately just have to understand that like it is okay. It is okay and you don't have to be perfect. You just need to try and do better. And another thing that's been helping me um, on my healing journey, and that's what this episode is. I'm just sharing things that have been helping me on my healing journey. I'm sharing things that you need to know about healing and like your healing journey if you are somebody that is on your healing journey or maybe healing feels exhausting, okay? Initially, healing is exhausting. Oh my gosh, why didn't I want to talk about that? Everybody, everybody romanticizes healing, but it's so exhausting, so exhausting. Um, but one thing that also freed me because I was very frustrated with everyone around me all the time. <laughs> like when I started healing and I started like feeling like everyone else needed to fix themselves too, I was so frustrated. I was always so frustrated with everyone and just disgusted. And I was just like, why can't they just get it together? Why can't they just prioritize their healing why do they just do X, Y, and Z? And it's like, at the end of the day, the reality is no one's, everyone's not going to do all the things that you think they should do. The world, and that just goes for people, but that also just goes for the world. The world, like you don't have to be an activist all the time. <laughs> Activism is exhausting, okay? Um, I appreciate those that do it, whatever, but like, in your personal life, you don't have to be an activist all the time. You don't always have to hold people, like, yes, we like accountability, but it's like, you don't always have to call somebody out. You don't always have to tell them they need to be better. You don't, like, stop, stop, okay? Because you're exhausting. And I know, because I was exhausting. <laughs> it's like, you have to realize that you have to operate in the world as it is, not the way that you wish it was, okay? And so the reality is, if you are on your healing journey and you understand that, that how hard healing is, you understand where things are going, we love to romanticize or just play up the whole thing of like, oh yeah, we don't need those people in our lives that are not healing and we don't need those people in our lives that are like not improving themselves or whatever. But it's like, girl, even though you're on your healing journey, it doesn't make you any better in terms of your mental health it does like yeah you might have the tools that's the thing that's the difference you have the tools right but it doesn't mean that you're not still dealing with the same traumas it doesn't mean that you're not still struggling with the same triggers and all those things it's just you know how to maintain or, or manage your your stuff better because you have the tools that's literally the only difference that is the main difference you have the tools. You have the tools to know what, how to make a better decision. You have the tools to know how to navigate a conversation better. You have the tools to like do all the things. They just don't. So that's what you need to push for. You need to push for making 
a safe space within your relationships to where you can either share the tools with them or push them to get the tools. It's not about pushing them to stop their behavior because that throws somebody into shame. That throws somebody into the space of feeling like they aren't safe to be themselves or to even express what they're struggling with. And that is a lot to handle internally. So you don't want to do that because uh, that's what I've been experiencing <laughs> with my diagnosis. But also, too, I know that that was something I was putting onto people, which is hard. And I, I hate that I even did that. Like, I wish I could go back in time and change that. But also, too, I'll say I didn't have anybody make space for me like that. So I didn't know how to do that for others. So if I could go back, I would change that. I wish that I, someone had made space for me to like be imperfect and realize like, hey, having the tools does not require perfection of you. Having the tools, it just helps you be better. Better is not perfect though. And so you need to push people to get the tools, but like stop getting frustrated with their imperfections, you know? And also too, you have to learn the difference in moments when you need to hold someone accountable or push somebody to get the tools and all that versus just meeting their needs. Sometimes that can be so healing for somebody and help them operate different is if they experience a different reaction. A lot of times people are doing certain things because that's all that's worked for them. They feel like they need to do those things in order to get their needs met. When people act out, when kids act out, people, anybody, when anybody acts out, it's because they feel like that's what gets their needs met. And so instead, what you can start doing as the person that's healing and as the person that might have the capacity to show up different, you can start sharing healing experiences with the people around you by meeting their needs without them having to act out, without them having to do the most or showing them like, hey, I can meet your needs without you doing this. If you had said X, Y, and Z, that would have gotten the same result out of me. And I promise you, if you tell them that, they're going to test it. They're going to test it to see if you actually do what you said you're going to do. And so it's your job to be accountable to that and like do it so that they can show, they can see that doing things different will get them, get them their needs met. That's what they're looking for. They're looking to get their needs met. And so you have to like make sure that you also are, are creating safe spaces, healing spaces, all that for the people around you so that they can show up different, so that they can be better. And also the other thing that I had to start realizing was I had to start asking myself because, you know, like I said, activism is exhausting. <laughs> like always trying to like correct people or always trying to stand up for what's right or always trying to like, you know, push the right thing, whatever the right thing is. That's exhausting. And so I had to I had to ask myself eventually, I was like, okay, do I want to be right or do I want to be in relationship? And I mean that not in a romantic sense, just like friendship, family, all of that. Do you, what's better, having a healthy relationship or being right? Because at a certain point, you get to a point, I'll say for myself, I had gotten on this train of always trying to because I started learning about boundaries and how to protect myself and stuff like that and I was so set on protecting myself better and having 
really solid boundaries. I thought they were solid. They were rigid. But I was just like, I have to have boundaries. People need to respect me. And I was so caught up on that that I was willing to cause so much friction in my relationships. I was causing so much friction. And it really wasn't serving me. It was not serving me. All it was doing was making me more sad, more stressed, more traumatized. And so at a certain point, I had to realize that compromise is okay. And you have to understand sometimes that somebody just might not, might not be able to meet your needs, but that's not cause for you to cut them off. There are, there are times where someone's supposed to meet your needs, but you don't need to cut them off. I mean, but you do need to, and you do need to cut them off. But there are also times where someone doesn't meet your needs and you don't need to cut them off. It's not that deep. And there are different levels of needs as well. Totally different levels of needs. And also too, sometimes you have to stop putting yourself in spaces when you know the person can't meet your needs. Like I have a friend that is always late. Like she is always late, at least an hour and a half, two hours late all the time. And so I had to stop inviting her places. And I'm sure she probably wonders like why we haven't hung out in a long time. That is why. Because I don't, I, I don't have, I, I don't want to put myself in a space to be mad at you. Because once I see you, we're supposed to be having fun and enjoying each other. And I can't. I can't enjoy you because now you're irritating me. Because you just made me wait two hours. Like that's irritating. So, or I can only invite her to group events where it's like, I'm not just the only one sitting here waiting on her. It's like, oh, there's a group of us. And so I can be occupied by the other people while we're waiting on her. So that's another thing. It's like you having the sense to make those decisions instead of just always being mad at the person. It's like, uh, I can't, you don't have to cut somebody off just because they're late. But because it's like, I know they're not just disrespecting me. They, they probably do this to themselves. They're disrespecting their own time. They're disrespecting everyone else's time, not just me. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh my gosh, I can't be friends with you. No, we could talk on the phone and we can meet at group events, but I'm not going to be hanging out with you one-on-one -on -one until you can learn to manage your time better. That's it. So you have to understand the difference. Like, do you want to be in relationship with people and have good friendships, relationships, whatever? Or do you want to be right? Do you want to be respected? Do you want to be all these things, right? And it's like they, you have to find the balance. It doesn't always have to be so rigid. So with my family, though, that has been an uphill battle. <laughs> that has been an uphill battle because they get very defensive when we have discussions or conversations about things. They get so defensive, like, ugh. Because they're missing, they're they're hearing everything through a certain lens and through a certain, like through their traumas, through their wounds. They're hearing, and you know, and so when I'm expressing things to them, they're hearing something different than what's coming out of my mouth, and that that is so hard, and it's so frustrating at times because I'm like, I, as much as I want to sit here and be done with them <laughs> at certain moments. I'm just like, oh my gosh, they don't love me. They don't care. But it's like, ultimately, they just are not at the same place I'm at. They're not at the same place I'm at. They may never be at the same place I'm at, but they're not so terrible to me to where it's worth not having them in my life. I just need to find the best ways to have them in my life. I need to avoid putting us in certain situations or in, in certain um spaces to where I know I'm going to be triggered by what they say. 
And also too, I can have boundaries around the type of conversations we can have and stuff like that. But like, I don't need to always be right with them or whatever. Because ultimately, when someone's committed to misunderstanding you, there's no point in arguing with them anyway. You're just wasting your breath. They're, you are just wasting your breath. So I've had to realize that like, some conversations are just a waste of my energy anyway. And they're never going to understand. They're never, they don't want to. That's the thing. They don't want to understand because they believe what they're saying is right. When I, I believe there's no right or wrong. I just think there's a what's the best so everyone can feel safe. But everyone doesn't think that way. So I have to realize that and just understand that like ultimately this is where we stand. And so we just need to leave that part alone and move forward right now in a romantic relationship all of this is a little different but i'm specifically talking about friendships and other relationships like with family and stuff like that like you you just gotta know like everything doesn't have to be so extreme okay and then the other point that i wanted to make is it's so important to have people around you with good judgment and if you don't have anyone around you with good like there should be at least one person that comes to mind when I say that, immediately where you're like, without a doubt, they have they have good judgment. I know for a fact. <laughs> um, and there might be people that have good judgment in certain areas. Maybe not in all areas, but in certain areas, right? And so it's so important for you to have those people around you because there are people that can speak with conviction, but they have no idea what they're talking about and their judgment is the worst, Right. And their judgment can get you into bad places. And their judgment can get you into bad places if you allow it to. So you cannot accept advice from everybody. You cannot allow yourself to be influenced by everybody because all advice is not good advice. And this is the thing. The people in my life that have given me the worst advice, they have spoken to me with such conviction. They have spoken to me. It's just been so convincing that what they had to say was right. I was like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. It's not a bad point. And when I've listened to what they had to say and did what they they said, I mean, it was some of the worst outcomes that I could have ever experienced. <laughs> like, tragic, okay? So you just have to really uh, have discernment around that and remind yourself, like, okay, does this person have a track record of making good decisions? Do they? Because if they do, then okay, maybe their advice is solid. But if they don't, no matter how convincing it is, I probably should not listen. I probably should take it with a grain of salt. And even with myself, it's like, I've had to realize that. It's like, I can give advice to somebody all day. And honestly, I don't even like giving unsolicited advice anymore. Like, I really don't say nothing unless the person asks. Because I was just like, what's the point? What's the point of giving advice? <laughs> because... Honestly, people are going to do what they want to do. That's the first thing. People are going to do what they want to do. But also, I think it's so important for you to have discernment about who you're taking advice from. But also, too, everything does not require your opinion or your judgment. And that's something I've been heavily focusing on is, like, training myself to not always have an opinion on everything and training myself to not always judge everything because everything... I just don't need to have an opinion on everything. Who am I? And also not having an opinion on everything allows you to keep your peace. It allows you to stay centered because you're not focused on what everyone else is doing. You're focused on yourself and you're just observing life. You're just observing what is being what is happening to you 
or happening to others, you're not inserting yourself into it by even having an opinion on it. You are now energetically putting yourself into that situation and I don't want to do that. Like for what? For what? So count me out of that. Yeah, I just think that judging people and all that stuff is a waste of time. And it, it hinders your peace. It hinders you from being centered with yourself and really understanding you, what's going on with you and how you feel about your life and everything that's going Like you'd be so caught up with everybody else that you can't even think straight about yourself. And you just don't, you just don't need to do that. You just don't. So yeah, I don't like to give advice. Um... But if somebody asks me, I'll give it. But I'm like, it's your, honestly, that's always my response now. It's like, okay, that's your business. <laughs> that's your business. Okay, cool. Thanks for sharing. Um, love that for you. You know, that's awesome. Ooh. But if you invite me in, like, and there are times I have to remind myself to like go on and give an opinion. Like, even with my best friend, I know now I'm like, okay, that doesn't serve her for me to just sit there Cause that's not fun. Like when you get with your friends, it's fun to kiki and like be like, oh girl, yeah. Cause when I did such and such, da, 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 like it's fun to like share experiences, share opinions, whatever. Um, so I always have to catch myself now and be like, okay, no, add to the conversation. Like she's looking for you to like, you know, get in there, <laughs> like hop in, um, like double dutch, you know. But yeah, I just, I don't like to train myself to do that anymore. I don't, because mm -mm. also too, it puts you in this headspace of dividing you in the person and comparing you to that person or whatever the situation is and being like, my idea is superior or they're just like me because yes, I would do the same thing. So girl, you you know what you're talking about. Da, da, da. And it's like, who's to say I'm even right? That that just puts me in this headspace or anyone in the headspace of thinking that their decisions are always superior or right. And that's not true. That's not true at all. Okay, y'all, I'm just going to give y'all a disclaimer. If you hear a lot of squeaking, it's because the chair I'm sitting on, I should not have sat on this chair, but it's just squeak, squeak, squeak. Like if I sway any type of way, it's just like, like, ew. Anyway, um, but yeah, so I hope this was helpful for anyone that is on their healing journey, and I hope you understand what I'm trying to say as far as, like, just understanding that healing is not what you think it is. Healing, healing is just a journey, an ongoing, never-ending journey. There's always something that you could be healing from or working on, but, like, I don't think that the focus should be to fix yourself in a certain time frame or any of that. And I know like when I first got with my therapist, she put me on a treatment plan, which is good. That's really good. If you get a therapist that puts you on a treatment plan, that's really good because they have a goal of getting you to a certain place uh, within a certain time frame. Because not everybody needs to be in therapy all the time. Like that's not always necessary. Sometimes you graduate from therapy and you're done. That's the thing. Um... So yeah, when you get on the treatment plan, it's like supposed to get you to the place where it's like, okay, we've under now you understand who you are, you understand all the things you're working on, you understand, um, like, you know, you have better tools, coping tools, all that stuff, and now you should be able to walk through life a bit better. But it wasn't to necessarily fix you, you know? And I used to be so obsessed with like trying to become a secure person, but it's like, honey situations in life one second you'll be avoidant the next second you'll be secure the next second you'll be anxious because of whatever's happening in your life at that moment and it's totally normal and valid a lot of times for you to feel whatever you're feeling so like 
there's no point to be aiming to be one way all the time. That's just not fair. And you're not honoring yourself in those moments when you're not okay. You need to honor yourself and allow yourself to be whatever it is you are all the time. That's it. So yeah. Anyway, I hope this episode was helpful or good or whatever. I don't know. Um, once again, I probably told too much of my business, but I love y'all. <laughs> love you guys so much. And I'll see y'all next week. Oh, once again, please leave a review. We are on a mission to hit 100 reviews. So please leave a review. I really would appreciate it. All right. Bye.